Hey, this is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and now, once again, the sole host of the Polyvagal Podcast. This is Mercedes' final recorded chat with me. You're, you're going to learn more about why when you listen. It's all good things. There is zero bad blood, nothing negative between us whatsoever. I'm actually extremely happy for her as she makes this next uh, change in her life. I had asked my followers, what is something that you're stuck on? And the theme of change, just in general, was it came up a lot. So I figured, well, with Mercedes' change that she's making and the theme of change coming up amongst my followers, it might be a good time to address both of them at the same time. And as I was editing this, it didn't really feel right to edit much out. Like it was the last bits and pieces of her that she's contributing to the podcast. And I really wanted to keep in as much as I could. So this is really kind of mostly an unedited final chat with my very good friend and our fellow trauma nerd, Mercedes Corona. So I did plan out some ta- some change discussion. Okay. Um, I do want to give you the freedom to go into, you know, saying goodbye or whatever you want to do. If you want to just throw it in there as we talk, that's fine. Sure. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Are you having a hard I'm time? I'm already struggling. How am I going to? Are you having a hard time with it? Yeah, I am. Like, it just feels like. I don't know. I don't want to get too dramatic about it or anything, but it feels like the end of an era or something. But that, like, that's overly dramatic because I still get to see you at work. Not that much, but, you yeah. know, in the summertime, I'll get to see you all the time and then we'll be sick of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> it didn't happen last summer, I don't think. We were good. Yeah, well, you know, we're besties, so. I don't know. I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I, I, I'm viewing it as the beginning of the next stage for Mercedes and I'm super excited to see what that looks like. I know. Look at I know, me too. Crying face. Uh, I'm saying that to the people who are Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Um, I know, but it feels so sad to me. This um oh gosh, see I don't want to see heart showers and stuff. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> Look, more hearts stop doing the heart showers or I'm gonna start crying. Look at <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, it just feels, there's a whole, like, there's a whole lot of stuff wrapped up in it. And I don't know if we're jumping in already, but. Let's jump in. You know, like, this was such an amazing, awesome thing to do with you. And I feel like it definitely brought us closer as friends. Yeah. And, and as professional colleagues, too, because I think this was the jumping off point of some of the professional trainings that we do together. And it's been so much fun and I've learned so many new things, not just about the polyvagal theory, but about, you know, recording and editing and, yeah. you know, making a podcast and, you know, it stinks. And I like, I don't want it to be over. And that, I think that's, what's really difficult for me is I don't like, I don't want to stop, but like in a, in a really like paradoxical way, I know that it's the right thing for me to do right now, just for myself. I, I so, get it. Are you, do you feel like you're being pulled in a separate direction? Yeah. Okay. No, I totally get that. Or shoved out of the way. I'm just kidding. That's oh a joke. Oh my God, that That's could suck. I know. This is how I cope, is making it appropriate I jokes. told myself I'm going to handle this with, <laughs> with utmost seriousness. I'm not going to make any jokes. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, that's just going to make it harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. Um yeah, so I'm 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 really curious to see what comes up for you next, and maybe it's just more, just more family time or whatever it is. But I'm I'm really excited to see what you have coming up next. You know. Oh, that this comment is nice. Sometimes we have to step away from things we love for ourselves. Oh yes, that that's perfect. That's exactly how I feel because I love doing this and I love doing the podcast and I love doing, like, connecting with people and stuff. But it just hasn't been. You and I talked about it. It hasn't been filled with the same excitement that it used to be. I'm still intrigued by it and interested and it's still fun for me, but the excitement for it isn't there anymore, which means the motivation to prioritize it isn't there as much anymore. And, and it feels like when I'm doing this stuff, not specifically the Instagram live, but just everything involved in editing and recording and stuff, it feels like I'm getting pulled away from my family amongst other things, which right now feels like where I'm supposed to be. And that's, I think, and again, I'm kind of just summarizing for the people who aren't in our conversations between you and I, <laughs> but 
but um, I, it just, it feels like the right thing right now to take a break. And that's, that's another way that I'm coping with it too, is I'm I'm in my head, I'm talking about it as taking a break because I don't want to stop doing it forever. I love doing it. I think it's super fun. I think I got a lot out of it for myself. I hope I gave, I hope I gave something to other people in the process. I think so. I think people really love you. I think people really appreciate you. That's, that's, thank you. That's nice to hear. What? I'm live. What's up? Just a quick break, folks. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Sure. So what? Do I just hold down the fort by myself? Hi, guys. I don't know what to talk about on my own. You'll be very missed. Your voice is very important. Thank you so much, you guys. I, oh, goodness gracious, I'm going to start crying. It's, it was a really difficult decision for me to make, and Justin has been amazing. Justin was really supportive, and I totally missed the first few minutes. I'm just, I'm stepping away from the podcast and the Instagram live for a little while. Um, And I was just saying, Justin was really supportive in helping me understand that this is the right thing for me to do right now. I want to be clear that he didn't push me away. That was a joke that I was making earlier. Um, But I think I've kind of been holding on for a while. Oh, geez. Are you okay? (laughs) I banged my knee on the door. Yeah, I heard it. I assume other people heard it too. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. I was just um, telling the peeps, um, this was a decision that was really hard for me to make. And I think I've been kind of dragging my feet about it for a while. Um, because I love doing it so much and I don't want anything to change. And I know that's the topic for tonight is change. I hate change. I'd like to say I hate it more than most people, but I, you know, I don't know that for a fact. I just know that I really, really, really hate it. But, um, I've really been dragging my feet a lot on making this decision, but it it does feel right. It's super sad for me, but it also feels, it fits. No, I got you. Yeah. Change kind of sucks. It can but Super uh sex. yeah but it's also um extremely it can be very exciting you know what i mean um yeah but no i, I get it. i get where you, i definitely get where you're coming from you will be missed someone said i'll miss you you will be missed yes. um absolutely um having our sunday night just nonsense has been a ton of fun I know. <laughs> it's been an absolute ton of fun i know sometimes i wish people could see that and i'm glad that they don't because i would definitely be fired and maybe you too. <laughs> oh yeah, from our real jobs, yeah. From our yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. From the nonsense. Yeah, I was recording um, past couple weeks by myself just because you were sick and and whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's a lot different. It goes a lot faster. <laughs> Look, you like to say that it's me, it's but not. you it's not just no, me. It's both it of is us. definitely me sometimes, but a lot of the time it's you. I know. And it's I know. Fun. I can. It, it really is. Yeah. So it's obviously a lot different, and uh, not as much laughter by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be strange. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Unless I was like really funny, and I just couldn't contain it. But it just wasn't that funny. No. <laughs> I tried, but. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Here's what I hope. Okay. I hope that I I think I I said a little bit ago that there's a whole lot of stuff like involved in in this decision, and some of it is that I've realized um, that there's a lot more of the shutdown stuff that I still need to work on. I think because I think a lot of that, a lot of my difficulty in moving on, not moving on, but but continuing on with the podcast has to do with that. And so I'm hoping that this will help me. Like really, like, like push through my shutdown stuff. Like not push through, but like work through it even quicker, so I can get back to it. Do you, I? I don't know. Like so, for me, and maybe it's similar for you. Like the podcast is part of the process of for me coming out of some of that shutdown stuff, and um, for me, it's just it just continues. But I'm wondering for you, if did you get to that point where it just it did its purpose, and now you're ready for that next step? Like it just might look different. There's, there's, there's nothing yeah. to say that the thing that works for someone, you know, climbing their ladder will always be that thing. It might just be that thing temporarily. For sure. It's funny that you're saying that because I, I do, um, I have a co-clinician that I work with at my site and she and I do, um, a 
therapy group for the kids. And every week we practice a new coping skill. And the thing that we say every single week is not all the coping skills will work for all the people Mm. at all times. And so, you know, try it for now and see if it works. And at least you have it in your toolkit. And it's just funny that you're saying that because it, it did, it did work for me. I think for, you know, for almost a year, I'm so, see, that's another thing. I'm so sad. It's almost my one year anniversary. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Very close. Probably we were recording. I was recording with you about a year ago, but anyway. Just about, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think there's definitely some stuff that I'm working through and it feels doing that like in my own time and then having kind of like the podcast responsibilities on the back burner has been a really difficult balance for me. So I'm hoping that, like I keep saying, I'm hoping this is a temporary thing. I really love doing the podcast and I love recording stuff with you. And I love goofing off until 12 o'clock at night on Sundays. It's a good time. Even though I'm tired on a Monday. <laughs> it's a good, it's um, worth it. It's a good time. It's worth it. And, um, and you know, the product that we put out is amazing. And I, I really believe in it. And I feel like we've touched so many lives. And that's the best part. I mean... You know, I think that's going to be difficult to let go of. Yeah, we're also going to get that. At the same time, uh, nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere, because I wouldn't seek it out by myself. See, that's what's interesting. Like, I am so, I was always pumped to be on, not always, after I got on the ride, I was super pumped to be on the ride, but I would never, like, drive this train on my own. I just, I wouldn't, at this point in my life, I wouldn't do that. I think that's the next step for you, though, is the is figuring out the train that you're going to drive. You know, maybe this is like this is my train. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so the energy is all in, and there's yeah. no slowing down whatsoever. I know, but that's just I just figured out this is at least for now this is my thing. And before this was the whole art stuff that I was doing. And yeah, I know. It just the energy just shifted to this, and it was very difficult to accept that for a long time because I felt like I was leaving behind a piece of myself or abandoning that community. But um, maybe it's similar to what you're going through, but like the energy just shifted somewhere else. My, you know, it just felt like it's time to do this other thing. And it, this, it felt like my own train, you know, versus the art stuff. I was, it didn't quite feel like my own thing for quite a while. Well, I'm hoping I can jump back on this train every now and then. You're definitely welcome. Get back yeah. on for the ride sometimes. You're, you're definitely welcome. I hope you do. I'd love to. Okay. All right. You want to talk about change? Sure. I'd love to do that. That would be my favorite thing to do right now. <laughs> Picking up I on your say sarcasm. Thank you to yeah. That was very sarcastic. I want to say thank you to um, someone who commented about missing my laugh. Yeah. And that it's the best. That is one of the most amazing things. That's the best gift I've received from the doing the podcast is how many people have given me the compliment of my laugh. It's been a lot. Because I've never really thought about it. And you know the thing where you can't really hear yourself. But um, that's been delightful to to learn that I have a fantastic laugh. And like, I'll be honest with you now that I, you know, hearing the podcast, I laugh when I like when I hear myself on the podcast as a listener. I laugh also because... I do have a delightful laugh. You do have a great laugh. When I hear mine, I just shake my head like, oh, God, why can't it be better? It's not like Mercedes. (laughs) We all say that. Oh. (laughs) So that's what that feels like. Wow. You got me. That's good. (laughs) Jeez. Yes. Score one for Mercedes. Let's look at let's look at the scoreboard. Justin, four thousand nine hundred and two. I know exactly, one. exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about change. Let's do one more time here, Mercedes. You ready? Sure. All right. We already talked about the big change to the podcast. I may or may not just like bust out in tears. I like I literally am like it's okay. okay. It's <laughs> just okay. You're allowed people to. know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So change is hard. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. We we already kind of touched upon it. But like, why? Yeah. Why is why is change hard? Because it sucks. <laughs> I'm just gonna be very reactionary for the rest of this. For the You're rest of see, just like unfiltered Mercedes. This is your last just chance un- to get like yeah. maybe not last chance, but this is possibly your last chance to get some like swear words in. I'll bleep it out. I promise. What if I do? There's nothing like why not at this I'm point. I'm not right? going to. Okay. I'm not going. To. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. No, I want to keep it safe for people. I'll bleep it out. Oh, for the people here. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. So we um, we like to know what's coming up, right? Like when when 
in our lives, you know, with the next day, we kind of like to know what's going to happen. And when change and, you know, if you disagree, let me know. But when change is afoot, you don't know the next step necessarily, right? You don't know what your life is going to look like. So that, that I think, in and of itself is the fear of the unknown, the anxiety of the unknown. Yeah. And that's, I think, with change, it pretty much inherently means the unknown and is very anxiety-producing. Even if you have an idea of what you want to have happen, how that comes together or what that looks like, ultimately, like I think, is a big unknown. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of yeah. goals for the podcast, but even though I can kind of picture it, not just for the podcast, but for everything I'm doing, I don't exactly know every step. And even if I get to the thing I have in my mind, there's always a new wrinkle or a problem so far. And recently I figured out the tax thing is like a pain in the butt <laughs> to put it very maturely. I'm sorry that no, that's yeah, it sucks. And so there's change and there's goals that I'm striving toward. But then when I get there, it's like, oh, this is not quite what I thought it was going to be. But there's always unknowns. There's always things that you can't anticipate. Like you just can't. Right. So I think change Mm -hmm. is inherently anxiety producing. Before we get to the next part, I see there's a couple of comments. Let's check in on these. Yeah, there was a really good one, actually. Um, Someone said, I love this. They said, change does suck! Exclamation mark. I find myself resistant to change even when it's positive momentum. It's unsettling but inherent to life. And that's so true. The even even the positive momentum stuff where yeah. I, and I, I'm not trying to bring it back to me this whole episode or anything, but like even for me like it does feel like a really positive thing that you know this specific change that I'm going through right now, but then there is still a lot of fear there and the fear you know is neurocepted as a danger cue and so it feels unsafe and you know it, I, it feels wonky it feels wonky I'm, I'm gonna have to keep that alive after uh after you're gone wonky yeah yeah <laughs> it's and, a legitimate scientific word and whatever the thing so <laughs> what you just said taps into what the person above that says which is humanity is not about survival of the fittest but rather those that are the most adaptable to change i like that a lot mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot, and that's actually where I want to go next. Is that adapti- adaptability to change? Is that the right word? Adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this has to do with the bagel break. We talk about uh, these the, the um, strength of the social engagement system mm-hmm. of the top of the polyvagal ladder. The stronger that is, the greater the influence it has on keeping your heartbeat at a calmer pace, or basically keep it in check. And if you can keep the heartbeat in check, it likewise keeps the flight fight energy and behaviors in check as well. So the stronger your vagal break, the greater your capacity, I think, to handle the unknowns and to handle the anxiety of the unknowns. Um, so it's it's like that person said, which I really like, uh, the most adaptable to change. So if you have a stronger vagal break, you're really going to be able to, I think, adapt easier than someone who has a weaker vagal break. And when something goes wrong, that flight fight energy kicks in and they either run away from it or maybe get super aggressive about it, whatever the heck it is. So I think that uh, the bagel break, I think, is a big deal when it comes to change. Well, and I wonder if that ties into this person's question here. Somebody asked, do you think we are more resistant to change the further down uh, the ladder yes. we are? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you're in a safe and social place, then even though there's going to be the you know, danger cues of of change you'll be more um adept at handling it rather than if you're in all the way down to the bottom of the ladder and shut down yeah and i'm gonna touch on this in a little bit but i'm i'm with you if you have that like the the big old break strength you're gonna come at change or novelty with more curiosity and i think change and novelty or a new experience can can be very similar or they can be experienced in a similar way, perhaps. So if you have a stronger vagal break or a stronger um, social engagement system, I think you're naturally going to come at things with a little bit more curiosity and you're going to enjoy the process more and not be so worried about the end result, mm-hmm. but just the process that of what you're sense. going through. I think you'll be very curious about the next step. And without even knowing what it is, just being curious about 
um, what the next step looks like for you. So can you throw out some examples? Someone asks, well, I think Mercedes is a fantastic example right now. She knows that ending the podcast feels right. The next step for her after that, I think you have some clarity on there, right? Do I? We used to family. You said family was yeah. a priority for you. And you said coming up out of the shutdown stuff's a priority. But what that looks like, mm-hmm. I don't think you have 100% yeah. clarity on, right? Right. But I'm hope- so, so someone in Mercedes' situation, I want to speak for you, but someone in your situation might say like, I don't know what's coming up next. I don't know the next path, but I'm super curious about what that looks like. And I'm going to kind of check in with myself and just see where what pushes and pulls I have within me that are taking me in certain directions. So like I know I'm being pushed away from thing X, but I'm kind of being pulled toward thing Y. Again, in the conversation that you and I had last week, um, there was something interesting that you had said that has stuck with me the whole time. No and doubt. And that's that... Um, God, I just... No, I'm sorry. No doubt. <laughs> Why? You can't... <laughs> I don't want you to be sorry. All right. I won't, I won't be. Yourself and throwing in some humor. Um, but you had said something to the effect of, like, I had let you know that I um, I started doing, uh, like, a boxing class. Like, a, it's a fitness class, but it's, like, boxing. And... Um, and it's, it's like, you know, like, I, I feel really good. I've lost a little bit of weight. I feel, you know, I feel great. And, um, but that's a lot of, um, obviously fight energy and some flight energy. Like there's just a lot of movement there. There's a lot of sympathetic energy. And so maybe that's because that really coincides with the, the, what's the word? Like the political ladder climbing from. Well, pulling away from the podcast, like feeling oh, yeah, yeah. feeling distanced a little bit from the podcast or feeling less excitement about doing the podcast. And um, but at the same time, like I know that like old Mercedes, like, you know, pre polyvagal Mercedes, that sounds funny because it's always been there. I just didn't know it. Right. But um, <laughs> but pre, you know, all this knowledge, um, even doing something like this, I, I would have resisted a lot more. And I think I did resist. I think I think if I'm being honest, it's been at least a month or so that I've really needed to, to make I, this I've, I've felt it for about a month now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're um, just like in sync. But I feel we are. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, bestie yeah. status. I know. Hashtag bestie status. Um, but I feel like old Mercedes would have resisted for a lot longer and said no. And like I would have gotten really stubborn about it and been like, no, 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 I'm not going to change this. And it's it. what I'm trying to say is it feels really nice because I feel like maybe I have climbed the ladder a little bit kind of in, in a general way um, because my home away from home is shut down. My home away from safe and social is shut down. Um, but it feels like I'm less resistant than I used to be. And I'm translating that in my mind as as having climbed the ladder a little bit because I'm. I do feel a little more curiosity about whatever happens next than I would have in the past. I still feel really sad about it. I had a little cry over it today because it it just feels yucky, but at the same time, it feels right also. So, you know. Crying can be a good thing, though. That means some of the energy... Crying is fantastic. Yeah, some of the energy is coming out, you know? Right. Or coming up, I guess. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. I am too. And it's this weird thing because it's like this like duality thing. Like I'm happy for myself too because I'm kind of proud of myself that I've been able to recognize it a lot more quickly than I would have in the past. But it's also the, you know, the whole goodbye thing and I don't want to stop doing something I love doing. But But it's hello new experiences. I know. It is. It is. I'm, I'm really, really happy for I, it. I, I really, I, I truly, I truly hope that what it ends up being is, you know, I it kind of like I release whatever I need to release or I kind of like unstick whatever is stuck and then I come back and have more fun. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be, um, I, I think it'll be something that is your own train. I think that this was the right move for you. If you don't mind me, can I say? Of course. I think the, the podcast was the right move for you because it was safe. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole time there's been like a feel of like you're along for the ride. And you, you said that earlier yeah. just during our talk, yeah. right? You know, yeah. but now it's like, I don't think you need to be along for the ride anymore. I think you need to like create your own ride and we don't know what that looks like yet. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. But awesome at the same time. I know you're saying that. <laughs> I'm feeling it too. I feel like I've hijacked this conversation made about myself again. It's, but it's intermingled. It's, it's intermingled. Okay. All right. So look at, um, let's get back. We'll get back to it. All right. We'll take let's the heat off of you. Okay. Please do. 
So with, when it comes to the unknown, we uh, why don't let's try and catch up with my notes here. We have to have a social engagement system. Check. Talked about that. Yes. Okay. If we don't have that, when we look at the unknown, we look at it from an evaluative place. We have to have the mm-hmm. bagel break present. Yes. To be able to come at it with curiosity. Right. But if we don't have that that there, we're going to come at it from more of an evaluative place. And so the flight energy, if you're coming from a flight energy, I think it's going to feel very anxious. And you're, the way you're going to handle things might be more with evasion, like you're avoiding the problem. Mm-hmm. Like right now we, with you, we're going to keep going back to you, Mercedes. Like you've, you're addressing the impulse to like move on to, sounds like the physical thing that you're doing, the fighting, whatever. So there's no evasion there. Like you're embracing that, right? You're not avoiding this. This is not an anxious energy thing for you, it sounds like. Right. But if, if uh, someone's going to come at change with more of a fight energy, they're going to experience change, I think, as more threatening. And I think that they're going to handle that, I think, with more aggression, if that makes sense. And then if you have that shutdown lack of energy, I think when change, when opportunities are there, you're going to be more resigned to it. You're going to be more, not you, but in general, you're going to be more, I put accepting, but that's not the right word. It's, it's, it's just, and I put accepting in quotations. It's like, you're not going to believe that change is possible. So you're, you're going to like let those opportunities go. So I, I do think that whatever energy you're in or the shutdown lack of energy that you're going to experience change differently. And I think that if you, if you have that social engagement system active, you're going to see change as an opportunity and, or you'll see those opportunities. You're, like, you're going to embrace that. You're going to find, see those as opportunities and embrace it with curiosity and excitement, I think too. But if you're coming from more of a defensive place, I think it's going to be more anxious, more threatening, uh, or more hopeless might be the right word. So I think, yeah, whatever state you're in is absolutely going to affect how you look at opportunities or these, you know, moments of change. And my mind is going to the teenagers that I work with that every day have an opportunity to go to school or have an opportunity to decide to go to school, to wake up on time. And these are just simple things that they don't do, a lot of them. And um, they can make that choice though, right? But a lot of them lack that social engagement system or that ventral ventral vagal state, that belief in themselves. Uh, A lot of them are in a very shut down place and they see this as a chore versus an opportunity to go achieve something, an opportunity for their own future. Can you say again, because uh, again, I, I was distracted before trying to find what you were at on the outline. Um, so I'm clear on the on the sympathetic um, state, like what that would look like. So how does it look like if a person is in shutdown and experiencing change? Because you said like, for example, in a fight state, obviously they'll be more defensive. And in a flight state, they'll be more evasive. In a shutdown state, how will that look? I think that they're going to miss those opportunities. I think that there's going to be opportunities for change and they don't make the decision because they don't have, like I was saying, like they don't have that belief in themselves. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so they're going to see well, those. Well, that makes as, sense because they're just in a collapsed place and and it's like they're just going to kind of let it pass by rather than take any action. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, exactly. When we don't go to change, there's there's a lot of safety in knowing. There's a, a neuroception. There's a feeling of safety. Mm-hmm. Predictability and safety, I think, really kind of go hand in hand, even if it's painful. Familiarity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if it's painful familiarity or painful predictability, um, at least you know what's, what to expect. Like if you're in a very, very shut down, very, very depressed place, at least you know the next day that mm-hmm. like you know what to expect. What it's going to look like. Yeah. 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 And, and it's super sad to say, but um, knowing who you are currently i think is a lot more familiar than who you might become and whether it's even if, if it's a positive growth that can be super scary and like I, yeah. i'm going through that like when i'm doing this stuff yeah recognizing the sympathetic energy coming up within me and noticing that i'm showing more of myself here and there um it's not it's a good growth like it's positive but it's uh it's unfamiliar you know, I, I, this this is all brand new, even though like we've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah. It's still like every time I climb the ladder a little bit more, like it feels very different and very new. Yeah. So even though it's positive, 
it is uh, not familiar at all. So that just by itself is this anxious uh, sort yeah. of thing. That really makes sense um, when you think about it in like um, life. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like life. Um, oh, what's the word? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like things that happen in your life that are like major um, going, graduating high school and then going to college. Yeah. Um, getting married, having a child. These are all like life, like steps in your life that, um, milestones, there it is. Mile, like lifetime milestones that you have that they're positive. Getting married, yay, like the love of my life, woohoo, like I love this person, I'm gonna be with them forever. But there is that not knowing. As I'm just saying, like everything you said, it really makes sense in, in just everything that we already know about life. Milestones. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. yes, thank you. A couple of people said, a couple of people were helping me out. Thank you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that really makes sense that um, even though it's a positive thing and even something you plan for and wait for and hope for, I'm thinking again, like marriage or children or buying a house or whatever, there's a lot of unknown there that does feel wonky. There you go. Uh, somebody asked, I think it's for you. What tools did you use to decide on the switch? Did you use any specific tools or did it just kind of feel right? Um, no specific tools. I think just really putting into practice the things that we've been talking about for a year with the polyvagal stuff. Um, trying to be curious about just, just feeling what I'm feeling and then trying to be curious about that. And with a little bit of a nudge from a friend who shall remain unnamed. Um, it's you, Justin. Um, <laughs> I named you. Too bad. You did, yeah. Um, but, you know, Justin really helped a lot with um, just helping me to kind of identify it. But, um, yeah, just trying to be curious and realizing that the the excitement wasn't there anymore. There's still joy in it. And, and I said before, there's still interest and fun. But the excitement wasn't there. And that, that meant that naturally it just fell by the wayside as far as, like, prioritizing things in my life. If it meant um, spending a couple more minutes with my family versus doing some editing or some preparing for the podcast, I would always choose the other thing. And so it felt that there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame associated to that. Really? And that felt yucky. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it felt like there's, I I have a, a, I made a commitment to you and to, you know, the people. That sounds so like No, I get it. I get it. But, um. You know, and and there's a responsibility in that. And, you know, for a while it felt like I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain. And so, again, so guilt and shame. But then at the end of the day, I was going to make I made the decision that I made because that's what felt right. And, you know, there's a lot of self-care in there, too, I think. Sounds like you were just um, really listening to yourself and you were you accepted like you just accepted where you're learning to. Yeah. You yeah, did. No. So well, yeah, learning to, but you also well, were yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, which I am proud of myself for. That's something that's still pretty new for me. Yeah, I get and it. changing. You are. I'm so excited. I know. Thank you for the hearts, peeps. Alrighty. Uh, all right. We last, actually, two more, two more things here under the change topic. So the, the, we've already kind of talked about this. Like the experience of climbing the ladder is scary slash uncomfortable. It is not always a super easy, pleasurable thing. It, it is, it is like straight up like terrifying at times, very uncomfortable, very wonky, very wonky. Especially, I, I don't know if especially, but going from shutdown to sympathetic is a really can be kind of a scary process. It's like this new energy that's popping up for you, or not new, but just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may be a, not cognitively knowing how to handle it, but also just being able to sit with that feeling, those feelings, that new energy, yeah. that can be a scary thing as well. It's, it's, it's new. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It feels like something's wrong if you don't know what to expect. Well, and that goes back to what you were saying before about the being in the shutdown space of, of, of the familiar and knowing, why are you smiling? Oh, just because you got some love. It says I'm proud of you too. Huh? I know. Thank you. That's so important to have that support when you like. It really is. It's, you know, like, we talk about ultimately this stuff is up to us. But having that support mm-hmm. is so, so important. It really is. I was worried that people would be on here like, you suck. You really? Leave us. Yeah. Oh. I was getting like, DMs you know, about that. Like, See, I, I, darn it, I made a joke out of it. No. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, 
You can't stop yourself, and I don't want you to. No, I, I got a few. Um, no, and I got a few DMs. People saying like, just like shocked, like what? Like you know, she's. Oh. No, nothing but positivity and love for you. Now. I appreciate that. It's so any important. Any of you out there that that sent some love. Um, I forgot the point I was making. I don't know either. It was really good though. Thank you for that. It was really good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It was about the shutdown stuff and, oh, that there's familiarity when you're in shutdown, it's familiar that you, oh, heart showers. Um, it's familiar that, you know, even though it sucks, you know, the next day is going to suck and you know how it's going to suck and you know what it's going to look like. And, and so that new energy and the new stuff coming, there is the unfamiliarity in that. It's just the, it's the, it's the flip side of the coin that you were talking about. Yeah. I, it, it is it's unfam- well and it's like even if you are have some level of familiarity it depends on the stage of your life that you're in like i'm somewhat familiar with being more sarcastic and aggressive and i can do that mm-hmm. but at this point in my life with putting myself out there like this i don't know how to handle that energy in yeah. this context like it, it's different now and i recently have finding myself like really having to bite my tongue on a couple of things and I've been doing an okay job. Mm-hmm. I think so you've it's been like, doing a great job. For the most part, um, it came out a little bit recently and people called me out and they should have and it was it was fine. So even if you're familiar with that, it's like, well, what stage of your life are you in? What changes are you going through? And that level of energy, for me so far, it feels like, even though I'm familiar with it, it's it feels a little bit more intense. Maybe it's because of where I'm at in life and like what I'm doing with this stuff, you know? So it, I don't know. I don't know how I got there, but um, there it is. I put that out there. There it is. <laughs> Change is hard. It is. All right. But now that's, that's shut down to sympathetic, but sympathetic to safety can be scary as well, I think. Um, and if, if you exist in more of a sympathetic, like flight fight place, I think a lot of times we get reliant on that energy. Like there's an edge to that that people can become reliant on to like, or perceive reliance on, especially I think, maybe not especially, but I'm thinking about, you know, athletes or people who start a business. There's like a certain level of like aggression that you kind of have to have to compete. And so existing down the ladder, that might be really very comfortable and on some level an advantage, you know, In, in, in those contexts. But even people who live in a more traumatized, uh, defensive place, day to day, they perceive the world as more threatening, right? Mm -hmm. So for them, like having that edge might feel super functional or like a a necessity. So hearing us say like, no, you want to climb up the ladder for them is like, what? Well, actually there's some people like the kids we work with don't live in super safe neighborhoods. They have to have some sort of edge. They have to have for survival. But, you, but we, it's the nervous system is use dependent, which means like mm-hmm. it, it gets stuck, but it like it adapts to its environment. And if you have to mm-hmm. get your needs met through being in a more defensive place, that's what it's going to happen. Yeah. So not being in that place, like if you actually do get to a safe environment, it's not going to feel comfortable whatsoever to go from sympathetic up to a safe and social state. It, it may be very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. I have a couple clients that I'm working with that I'm actively, this is an active topic of our therapy and it it very much is that the what you were just saying that the the city they live in and the you know just the culture of the neighborhoods and the schools and whatever they look at me and they're like miss mercedes like what you're saying is ridiculous (laughs) and i'm like hold on just think about it for a minute and they're like okay i've thought about it and it's dumb (laughs) and at first i was like all like you're dumb what are you talking about (laughs) i didn't say that okay good. but um but yeah (laughs) But uh, for a little bit within myself, I did struggle with it. Like, why aren't they accepting it? But then I, it, it actually, one of them made a statement one day that just blew me away. And I realized, like, this is a necessity for them. And so yeah. I've, I've just been working on helping them, like, feel more safe and social, like, connections. But I'm not, I'm not urging them anymore to, like, move that way because it, you know, it'll happen when when it's the right time. But for now, this is what they need. And this is the reality of their lives. And, and I can't take that away from them. Just, I'm going to provide them the safe and social cues as much as I can. So that when they're ready, they can accept it. But yeah. Like what you're describing though, is that like, there's needs that we have, 
like climbing the ladder, I think is a basic need, but it's also the reality of our life. And both of those have to exist at the same time. And so with my students, my kids that I work with, um, we, we identify that. Like I get it at home. You can't be in your safe and social state. I get it. Right. Like a hundred percent. You can't. I still think we can build, you know, work our way up to it to be able to handle things at home a little bit better, no matter what it is. But at the same time, when you're at school, you are safe. Like I know there's like kid, you know, drama and whatnot, but there are adults here who care about you and are attempting to connect with you actively, like wanting you to succeed and saying hi to you. And so at home, yeah, I get it. But also here, do you see kind of where I'm coming from? And I'm, I I am a little bit more flat out, like this is a safe place. And so this is the best opportunity you have in your life to kind of practice and notice what it feels like and really own the experience of being actually safe. Even though, even though once you leave here, it kind of stops, but at least you get it a little bit, which is a lot better than not at all. So when you're here in this, in these rooms during therapy, like this is a great time to practice stuff. When you leave here and go to class or you're just saying what's up to a teacher, like that's a really good time to just notice like that they do care about you and let yourself kind of feel that for a minute. So yeah, going from uh, sympathetic to safety, super scary. We get relying on it. We need that edge. But doing the things that are, are associated with safety, like once you climb up and in therapy, I see this a lot, they get up to their safety state and it's it's really hard for them to like hold eye contact yeah. because it's like, it's, it's just so unfamiliar. I think yeah, like they're just not used to doing that. I don't know. That's the easy way to put it, I guess it's so unfamiliar and it's sort of like they do it for a second and look away and then come back and look mm-hmm. away. It's kind of like they're practicing it. Like they're building that skill maybe, but, uh, or just feeling what it's like to be in that ventral state of, of the safety state. Like they're just feeling it really for the first time. Like I see it a lot. Like it's just, it's really like the first time they felt it, and they're sort of getting used to it. Yeah, I think um, I'm I'm not trying to jump the gun, but no. um, you're making a point on on the outline. You make a point about um, letting go of that because we're talking about from sympathetic state to safety state, right? So letting go of that fight energy um, feels like vulnerable vulnerability. And I think that really speaks to a lot of, not to get like all crazy, like philosophical about it, but I think it really speaks to a lot of things that we see in our society as far as like societal norms and, and teachings, especially things like that come into like gender stereotypes and stuff, you know, to be a man is to be aggressive and tough. And so it's ridiculous to be asked as a man, you know, and I'm, and I'm talking about broad stereotypical things here. But um, it's ridiculous to be asked to talk about your feelings or to go to a vulnerable place of caring for, you know, your child or whatever thing. And I'm thinking about not so much like, you know, suburban dad kind of a thing, but like your example before, like being in like a high powered, oh, heart showers, (laughs) being in like a high powered, like aggressive, like business, you know, position, professional position. And then really having to, you know, be, you know, driven and motivated and aggressive and assertive. And then um, when you when you reach your goals or what, whatever, whenever you get to your finish line, then it's like, what do you do now? You don't know how to turn that off anymore. And it feels again, it feels ridiculous. It feels stupid. How? What do you what do you mean? I have to be vulnerable now. What do you mean we're connecting in a real human way? You know, it feels weird. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, those uh, stories or those societal sort of norms absolutely are, are going to affect these these things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, someone has left a few comments. We I want to let okay. her know. Definitely, I've read these. Thank you so much for referring people to the podcast. That, that's like the best thing. Thank yeah, you so much. I saw that one. Earlier, they said the story is so present and sympathetic. The, the story of like those, uh, not aggressive, mm-hmm. but those, the story false state, You those stories really come alive, I think, in sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then I think in shutdown, it, they're still there, but it has much more of a hopeless, the energy's not there along with it. Right. And then someone says, it's also a trip to learn as an adult that you've existed in flight, fight, or shutdown when at the time you thought you were safe and social. I know you two have helped me understand the nuance. Nice. I, I found this when I do presentations a couple of times, someone like started crying during the presentation and they realized like I exist in a very flight anxious kind of place. And this is a therapist. And she's like, I didn't realize this, but oh, wow. hearing 
the state and me explaining it and what it looks like day to day, like they really kind of like that energy came up for them. And they realize, like, oh, my God, I, I, this is where I'm existing. You know, it's called being stuck for a reason. Like, we get stuck there because we need it. Our our bodies need it. And then it works for us. And it's our method of survival and, and moving through the day every single day. And and so it becomes... It becomes um, the it's norm. the thing about the fish out of water. A fish doesn't oh, know yeah. it lives in water unless you take it out of water, right? It doesn't know that. And so it just becomes your normal. Totally. Yeah. Someone says, when I get to safety, I have a story that something's wrong. Yeah. And I think that yeah. when we get to safety and we feel that that connection, it's not always familiar. And that lack of familiarity or that lack of preparation for it can send us right back down. Not severely, but it'll send that, it'll bring us that flight energy and that anxiety comes along with it. And then story falls state and all of a sudden we're having these stories about whatever the heck it is, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's dead on. All right. Last part about change here. We have to be curious of the process of change, not of the result. Well, I mean, I guess we could do both, but we focus so much on the result, and not on the process, but the process is, in my opinion, is everything. It is so important to just notice the growth, like your own personal growth, the changes in your mindset, the level of confidence that you have, that is like everything, in my opinion. The process is so absolutely huge. So mm-hmm. the podcast that you and I have been making, for on my end, I think, well, it sounds like the same for you. Tell me if I'm wrong. But this has been part of the process. It's not the end result. And there's things I yeah. have in my mind that like I'm working toward. This is a step in the process. And hopefully this goes on for a while. But I don't, I don't even, I have, no, I have no plan, so I have no idea. But it's like the podcast, the Instagram account, this is part of the process. It's not the end result. But I'm super curious just in my own life about where it goes next. Because I don't have it planned out at all. I have a couple of milestones one of them was private practice, and I hit that one. The, you know, so know. far. Congratulations on that. I'm loving it. That's exciting. Yeah, but uh, so I've hit a milestone, but I don't know where I don't know where it's going next, and I'm just super curious of like what the next idea is, and I'm I'm just so enjoying that the process, the process of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Not I don't want to sound like a been there, done that. But um, I know for a long time, there, like in just in life, there was the next thing, the next goal: graduate high school and then go to college. Yeah. Graduate college and then yep. graduate. You know, get a job. I got a job. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go to graduate. You know, there was always the next thing: become licensed, go to private practice. And then once I checked off all my boxes, like, like what now? And it's been, I don't know. It's been a really interesting thing. And then there was a podcast that came along. And uh, <laughs> I'm so with you. Yeah, there I'm is, so with you. Yeah, there's like the next thing is like, you know, it, it's like the end goal and it's something you can focus on. But when that's not there anymore, I guess it's exactly what we're talking about. It just comes full circle. It's just change and uncertainty. Yeah. But I got, when I hit 30, I freaked out and and I realized like I've if you look at my life, there's a level of success there, but I don't feel successful. I don't feel like I've achieved anything, even yeah, though I had talked about this. Yeah. Like I, my mind. I graduated twice. I was married. I had a child, um, but I didn't feel fulfilled whatsoever. I didn't feel like I had accomplished a damn thing, even yeah. though you could look at, I checked all the boxes. Right. But it was like, and I realized that this was what I was told to do. So I did it more or less. This was the expectation. Mm-hmm. This was the norm. This was you know, drummed into my head to do all these things and I did it. Right. But then I'm like at 30 years old, I'm like, well, what have I accomplished? Like really, what have I really owned and done for mm-hmm. myself? And so now, now I'm kind of like, well, not just now, but this whole process of since then the art account and do it, you know, doing what I'm doing now, like this is the process of me really taking some ownership over my time yeah, and what I'm accomplishing with it. Kind of what I think is, Familiar or similar to what you were saying, oh, adding adding on yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was I was just thinking that I don't know. I think it's amazing what you've accomplished. Speaking about this specifically, 
I feel, I actually feel it now. I'm starting website, to feel it. Your website is amazing. Folks, if you haven't gone to justinlmfd.com, I'm just going to plug real quick. It's amazing. Thank you. Just, I can't. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling, I'm feeling the energy. I'm feeling like, oh, I'm really doing something here. Yeah. You know? I'm really glad you've been along for the ride for almost a year now. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, that's that's about it as far as change. Um, I think that uh, I had one more part here about art, but I'm gonna leave that out. Um, just more about the process of things and not the end yeah. result. And it, well, it basically, artists get stuck on what it's supposed to look like versus mm-hmm. simply creating. And yeah. the, it's the creation is where I think art really lives, or the artist yeah. should live, is is the creation process. But um. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on change. Those are my immediate thoughts that I whipped together. Whipped? Whipped together. You whipped those up? <laughs> Mercedes, um, it's, it's been a hell of a ride so far. Oh, jeez, yes. I appreciate you. Um, about... <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we kicked ass. I think we did. I think we did kick ass. We did. I'm uh I'm excited to see you continue to kick ass and like I said I hope I hope I get to come back at least as a guest host every now and then or you know I'm open to whatever. We'll see what what the next thing is. I'll still be out there. I'm not going to like drop my Instagram or anything and I'm going to try and be a little bit more active than I've been in the you last couple months. You haven't posted like forever. In forever and since <laughs> like Christmas. But it's been a while, yeah. You know, I'm gonna try. I I want to because then I w- I won't have this anymore to connect with people. So you know. yeah, you're, you're definitely I'm not welcome. I hope not. I, def- I I hope people get to hear from you, and that you do uh, pop back on for a Sunday night recording every now and again. Um, but I've also got some plans. My my imagination's going already. Ah, uh, your imagination is scary, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I mean that complimentary. But like, the things you think about is amazing. Thank you. But like you moving to the next phase of your life, it creates a vacuum. I'm like, okay, well now I have this, like, what am I going to do with this? You know? So my, I'm like putting pieces together and I think it'll, I don't know, for me, it's like, well, what's this next step look like for me as far as this stuff? And am I going to, I'm not going to bring another co-host on. I know that, but, um, well, I thought you had someone in mind. No, 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 no. So, uh, but it's, you know, I, I definitely, my mind is going and if you give me a blank canvas, I'm going to like fill it in. So it, yeah. it's, it's super interesting to see kind of where my mind is going. I'm getting pretty excited about some, some new opportunities. Well, I hope I get to still have somewhat of a front row seat to that. And oh, hell yeah. A, a sneak preview. Absolutely. You know, every now and then. I want to acknowledge some people. Someone said that we, you guys, we are a fabulous pair. Thank you so much. We're pretty awesome. Um, thank you, Mercedes. Proud of you. And Justin, you got this. Hey, hey. Thanks so much, Mercedes. Oh, you guys are so nice. Guys, I actually don't know what you do. I'm so sorry, but I'm proud of the two of, of ye. About the next ye. 5 a.m. in Ireland now. Ireland, there so, you go. <gasps> I was going to do something in an Irish accent, and I have a terrible one, so I'm not going to do it because I don't want it to sound disrespectful. <laughs> But I love yeah. people from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mercedes, I guess that's All about right. it. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is definitely not the last you've heard of Mercedes. I'm going to bug her and make sure she keeps popping in every now and then. And I've also got some pre-recorded stuff that I haven't even released yet. Plus, there's a lot more of her and I in the member section of justinlmft.com. Mercedes, thank you so much for everything you have contributed to the podcast. I know for you and me both, this was just a ton of fun. So much laughter that people didn't really get to hear much of because every episode would have been about two hours long just because of all the ridiculousness. But please also remember, Mercedes, especially when you're feeling a bit wonky or whatever the thing, that you have directly impacted people across the globe in a very, very positive way. And it was more than just your laugh.